The Informed Fitness Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial Audible membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Life is just a bowl of cherries. Don't take it serious. Life's too mysterious. You work, you save, you worry so, but you can't take your dough when you go, go, go. Keep repeating it's the berries. The strongest oak must fall. The best things in life for you are just loaned. So how can you lose what you never owned? So life is just a bowl of cherries. So live and laugh at it. Live and laugh at it. Live and laugh at it all. Inform Nation, welcome in. Tim Edwards here of the Inbound Podcasting Network, and this is episode number 52 of the Informed Fitness Podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Adam Zickerman. Now, the song that you heard at the top of the episode was performed by an Informed Fitness client who has one heck of a story to share with you today. You are about to hear a stirring testimonial regarding the health benefits that can come as a result of the slow-motion, high-intensity strength training protocol administered by the Informed Fitness Program, and in some cases, maybe even life-saving. Our guest today is a longtime client of the Manhattan Informed Fitness location, whose name is Michael Durchin. In this episode, you will receive some weight loss tips, but you're also going to hear stories of profound loss and perseverance, and most importantly, a lesson that you are never too old to make some positive changes in your life. That was an incredible song to start off the episode. Uh, I'm so excited about this podcast and for our guests that we're, that we're going to be interviewing today because it's a testimonial of the health benefits that come with the Informed Fitness Program. I think in this podcast, we're going to re-ask the question, what is necessary if your goal is weight loss? It's going to dispel some of the exercise myths that we've talked about before on this podcast. And I think it's going to address the understated effect of hormones on muscle growth and fat loss. And our guest today has been a client with us since 2011. And in the last seven years, he's had some unbelievable results to his health and fitness. His name is Mike Durchin. You just heard him sing just now a second ago, Life is a Bowl of Cherries. Uh, and I'm just going to, I just I recalled Mike years ago, as a fact, he sang back up with Bon Jovi, actually, years ago. Uh, which album was that? The uh, Crush album. It sounds like we're kidding, but we're not. <laughs> and what song was it again? One Wild Night. <laughs> <laughs> One Wild Night. It's a, we'll see if we can get a clip of that song. It's, he's actually credited on the, uh, on the, it was a CD at the time, right? Can we get Bon, <laughs> yeah, can we get bon Jovi to approve us to, to take yeah. a clip and... Uh, 
in yeah. addition to the backup, uh, I also, in the middle of that song, there's a primal scream, and that's me. <laughs> no way. Can you repeat that scream now? <laughs> no, no. I only do that on some of the machines that you put me on. Uh, yeah. I, I only do that for big cash, Adam. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't do that for free. So Mike was referred by his good friend, Hence Orm, which if uh, you're a listener of the podcast, he was the subject of the return of the prodigal client, which was a... Uh, uh, One of our most popular podcasts. I personally love seeing Mike every week. He's consistent with his workouts. He works very, very hard. Uh, he's extremely positive and funny. And uh, uh, I've learned a lot from him over the years. And uh, he's a financial analyst on Wall Street, loves his job, has two grown kids. And uh, he's currently 75 years old. and will be 76 in a couple of months, right? Yeah, August. August, August what? August 17. Oh, close. Right, Are close you Leo? Right. Yeah. I'm August 4th. August right. is a great month to have a birthday. All right. Well, it's the opposite side of the calendar for me. So uh, you enjoy it and I'll enjoy my Thank you very much. Uh, my Thank half, you very my much. half birthday at the same All time. Right, let's move there on. Right. <laughs> so but anyway, in order to uh, explain Mike's results, we have to go back to the beginning, which is 2011. In preparing for this podcast and uh, in organizing my thoughts, I thought that Mike's story can be divided into three little chapters. And the first one starts in 2011. When you walked in our door, and Mike, what was going on in your life at that time? Okay, well, this chapter of my life actually started in late 2010. And uh, what happened in late 2010, in November specifically, my, uh, my wife, Dari, uh, who I had been uh, my soulmate for 40 years, was uh, in intensive care at uh, Sloan Kettering hospital. Uh, she had been diagnosed with uh, an aggressive form of thyroid cancer, and she had just been given uh, a, f you know, a few weeks or months to live at that point in time. And um, I was uh, in, uh, in the room with her, and uh, she was a, a, a very caring person. And she looked at me and said, I want you to go. I don't like how you look. You don't look well. I want you to go to the doctor immediately. And I said, go to the doctor immediately. I'm, uh, you're here in the intensive care. I've got to take care of you. And uh, she said, I'm surrounded by all these doctors and nurses, and I'm hooked up to all these things. So you, there's nothing you can do for me here. I, I really think uh, I just don't you know, I've known you for 40 years. I just don't like the way you look. I, I want you to do this for me. So I go to the doctor and she kind of hooks me up to all these machines and electrocardiograms and all the other stuff that you do uh, for a checkup. And, and at the end, uh, we're, I'm in her uh, office and she said, well, I've got to admit, admit you to the hospital. I said, admit me to the hospital. What are you talking about? She said, well, you're, I've never seen numbers like this. You're about to have either a stroke or a heart attack any second. I mean, I can't, uh, you know, I can't let you out of here. And so uh, I said, well, there's no way, you know, I'm going to, a, you know, a hospital with my wife dying. And she said, well, will you at least do do me a favor and, and, and uh, you know, let me have send you to a cardiologist uh, and have them take a look at you and see what they recommend. So that same day I went to the New York hospital cardiologist and they took a look at me and did further her heart exams and said, well, look, Mike, you know, we understand why Dr. 
wanted to admit you and under normal circumstances we would, but you know, cause you're in serious, you know, shape here. On the other hand, we understand why you're in sh- that shape. It's more stress related probably than anything else. And uh, there's nothing structurally wrong with your heart that we can see. And so, you know, we'll, we'll let you out, but we, you know, on the provision that you've got to come back every week until your wife passes away. And, you know, they gave me some medication and they hooked me up to some machines that I walked around with, you know, and, uh, so make a long story show. We, we, my wife, uh, left, uh, a hospital in, in November for, you know, around Thanksgiving time, came home and in a hospice situation. And she passed away on, uh, December 17th of, uh, 2010. And, uh, you know, um, before she passed away, she, uh, she said, you know, really the, the day before she said, uh, look, I have one last wish. You've been 40 years taking care of me. She had a muscle disease, uh, by the way, for, for most of the 40 years we were married, polymyositis. And so I was both a husband and a caregiver for 40 years and, you know, didn't take very good care of myself physically. Uh, and she knew that. And she said, look, you know, after I, I'm gone, we have two teenage daughters at the time you know, you just got to, for your own sake, get, get yourself in shape, get yourself better for you. If, if not for your, for your own sake, then for your two teenage daughters. So, uh, with that as motivation, uh, she, after she passed away in, in early January of 2011, you know, I went back to the doctor who then gave me a full workout and, in addition to heart, and uh, I also had diabetes, top two diabetes, which I didn't know about. I weighed 265 pounds. I was sent to a uh, doctor who specialized in diabetes, and and the doctor said, "Well, give me a, an example of, of your diet, Mike." And I kind of described, you know, what I ate during the day, and he said, "Well, I know what your problem is, Mike. Uh, you're having high portions of carbohydrates, and." Uh, you should be eating small portions of uh, low carbohydrate food. So you're doing just the opposite of what you should be doing. And I said, well, how do I, you know, get back on track? And, and he said, also, obviously, you, you know, you're out of shape and you gotta, you know, you gotta lose a lot of weight, uh, both through exercise and, and through changing your eating. And, and so he gave me the name of a nutritionist, uh, to help me out on the nutritionist side. And, he said, see if you can find yourself, a, you know, a place to go to start getting yourself in shape. And that's where I mentioned it to Hens, who was a good friend of mine at the time. And he had recommended Inform Fitness at that point. And that's how I came to you guys in 2011. Mike and I were, you know, we were just talking before the podcast. And I said, Hey, Mike, do you remember the oatmeal conversation we had? And he said, I think so. And then, and he said, I think it was cereal and berries. I think I, I might be confused about between cereal <laughs> and berries. But the thing is, um, you know, Michael started working out with us and he, we quickly warmed up to each other and he was, he quickly connected to uh, doing the strength training program. He, he, you know, he works very, very hard. And then, 
I think he hit a little plateau and I think you, you were, you were given guidance from the nutritionist and I think you got, I think you dropped maybe 10 or 15 pounds or something. No, I went from 265 down to about 235. Was it, was it that much at the time? Yeah. I lost about 30 pounds. But there was a plateau. Yeah. I had hit a plateau and, uh, and I was sort of the same weight for, for over a month. And, uh, I'm kind of was frustrated, obviously, because uh, I thought I was continuing to do everything right. And and Mike said, uh, "Well, what do you have for breakfast?" And I kind of described that I have. Oh, I have a really healthy big cereal with fruit and all kinds of you know great stuff. And uh, and I, he said to me, "Well, I think I know how you can you know lose five pounds in a week." And I said, uh, five pounds in a week? How?" He said, "Well, instead of having." Uh, that uh, that cereal, just have one hard-boiled egg for breakfast. Everything else the same. Whatever you're having for lunch or dinner, eat the same exact food, but just change one thing. Just have uh, just change for one week, and you're going to lose five pounds. And I thought that was a wow. joke. No way. And so that's like Mickey Mantle pointing to the left field and saying he's going to hit a home run there. So. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was crazy actually. So uh, anyway, but anyway, I did what he said and. Uh, a week later, uh, I came back and I got on the scale and I was five pounds less. <laughs> so that's, I lost five pounds in a week, you know, just by changing, uh, you know, going from uh, that high calorie, high carb uh, cereal, which I shouldn't have been on, you know, in the first place uh, to, uh, to uh, protein. Uh, and after that, in fact, right now, you know, I'm, you know, I, you know, I have every, pretty much every day I have uh an omelet as almost a staple of, for breakfast every every day, not just a hard omelet with some uh, some vegetables. And but I'm I'm off the you know I'm on a very low carb uh, diet. Right. The um you know the his you know he was doing his workouts. Uh, he gave up carbohydrates. And you know I want to actually ask you like I want the, our audience to uh, to know who Cookie is, Michael. Cookie. Oh, Cookie is uh, my. Uh, 80 pound uh, Labradoodle who just turned uh, 12 uh, this past uh, week. Uh, and, uh, but back in 2011, she was uh, in, in her prime and loved to walk. And, uh, and uh, she was, you know, after my wife passed away, she became, uh, you know, kind of, and my kids were away to school. I was by myself and it was just me and Cookie. And the nice part about Cookie is uh, she was, uh, she, other than Mike, the best uh, personal trainer I've ever had. Because <laughs> at, at six in the morning, she stick her wet and black nose in my face and say, "We got to go out and walk." And whether it was, you know, raining or snowing or no matter what the weather was, she, you know, she had to go out at, at a minimum three times a day. And, and she was very athletic. We, I live uh, in an area on uh, the Palisades and Jersey. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hills and up and down and uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, walking, uh, you know, that's pretty strenuous for athletic dogs. So I ended up walking probably, uh, you know, at least uh, an hour, sometimes two hours a, a day as, as my main exercise, quite frankly, besides mm -hmm. informed, that was really my only other exercise. Right. So as I was just going to ask, you didn't do any other uh, cardio uh, type of exercises like biking or elliptical or no, treadmill or no. anything? It was just, just what I did here and, and just a lot of walking that was, uh, you know, that's what I did. 
you know, and, and I, and so 12 months later, uh, you know, you were 70, you lost 66 pounds and we got to a low at, of 199 pounds. Right. I vividly remember a conversation with you when I asked you about how you feel compared to when you, uh, then to when you, uh, to how you felt before you ever came in and you, you told me, uh, I felt like I was a hundred years old mm-hmm. and, uh, and you were on medication for everything, cholesterol and diabetes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I said, well, how do you, how old do you feel now? And you said, oh, I feel like I'm 30 now, you know? And I was like, I never forget that conversation. And uh, I was telling Adam and I was so excited to show your results and tell everybody, hey, I got this 70 year old client who lost 66 pounds in the last 12 months. He was definitely for that period of time, our poster child. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was, I couldn't, I never felt happier in my life. I mean, we've had so many success stories, but this was something that uh, just given Mike's history at that point. I, I was so excited. And then, uh, and then around that time, Mike, what, what happened next? Well, life is, uh, <laughs> sometimes is cruel and, uh, having, uh, basically gotten rid of, you know, through diet and exercise, the diabetes, it went away. You know, my, you know, my numbers were normal. I went off the pills that I had been on. Uh, my, Blood pressure was normal. Oh, my, oh my cholesterol was normal. Every everything was normal. Uh, I was feeling great, except for one thing. I was start. I was having some urinary tract uh, problems, uh, pretty severe ones. Um, and I had a couple of uh, biopsies uh, prior to that uh, on my prostate, and they turned out to be negative. But uh, my PSA, which is an indicator, one of these indicators of potential cancer, uh, was going up pretty dramatically high. So I went for my annual physical at that point. I, you know, I said to my doctor, I said, gee, and I feel great and I feel terrific, except for this one thing is bothering me, this, 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 you know, this, this PSA. It shouldn't, you know, you know, it's just crazy why it's so high and yet I know from these biopsies, I don't have cancer, but you know, I just can't figure out what's going on. So, so she said, well, let me send you to another urologist who's the best diagnostician I know. She sent me over to him and, um, he said, uh, he looked at me and he said, well, we got to do an MRI on you, uh, on the prostate. And, uh, within the next day, uh, I get the call and he says, well, I got uh, bad news. Uh, You've got um, essentially the equivalent of of stage four of cancer, and it was it was bad. And uh, they said uh, at that point that the problem is we it's you know we because we missed it we think it spread you know and uh, you know you may have if uh, if it is spread maybe you got a year to live. So I said, I can't believe this. I said, well, just cut it. You know, well, well, let's just do surgery and just get it out. And they said, well, it's too late. In other words, uh, that should have been done if years ago, you know, so what we've got to do is, is, is threefold. Number one, we got to shrink your prostate. So it's at a small enough that we can do radiation on it. Uh, we've got to give you uh, some hormone treatments. It eliminates uh, testosterone in your body because prostate cancer grows on testosterone 
And, you know, it's, it's, we think again, it's, it's outside of the prostate and, and it could kill you if it's in the bones or lungs or other parts of vital organs. So we got to, we've got to eliminate the testosterone in your body. Uh, as, and we've got to put you on a chemotherapy, you know, daily chemotherapy pills to, to, in, in the event it has spread that it would kill it off uh, outside of the prostate. And so, you know, and I said, well, what's the side effects? And, uh, and they kind of gave me all the side effects, which, you know, you listen to the side effects and you say, I'd rather die than, <laughs> than you know, go through those side effects. And uh, doctors say, well, look, I mean, those, we got to, these are the potential side effects, but, you know, that not everybody has these side effects and you, some people don't have any of them. And they said, I said, well, what's the one that, you know, most likely I, I am going to have? And they said, well, uh, because of eliminating the testosterone in your body, you're going to gain weight. <laughs> I, I don't know, to anybody else, you know, gaining weight would have been, okay, I can handle that. But for me, having just spent <laughs> well, a year losing 65 pounds <laughs> and feeling great, it was <laughs> like, like, it was like getting my hit, punched in the stomach. <laughs> I said, how much am I going to gain? He said, well, you, you know, you're going to probably gain 30, 35 pounds. You know, I said, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after all of this, work, how am I going to tell my trainer? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I mean, look, what are you going to do? I mean, I had, a, you know, two daughters who were young and I had to take care of them. And um, I had told my wife before she died, you know, I was going to do everything I could to stay alive and healthy as long as I could. So I basically went on that program and, uh, and how, many, how much did you, uh, how much did yeah, you get? They were right. I went from, you know, one ninety nine. I went up to about two thirty five. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, while I was on, while I was, how about on. you died? Did that change? No, I maintained the same eating. I, I, in fact, I came here every single mm -hmm. week, like I had always done, right through the treatment. I remember telling the cancer doctor when I was going. Uh, I went for, I went for you know the the um, radiation five days a week for for it was at least uh, two months, maybe three months. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I came and I told the uh, I told the doctor, you know, I go, you know, I. I, I do training strength training once once a week and I keep doing that and and he said well you know when cancer when this radiation is as it, it kind of builds as each 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 uh, each mm -hmm. week so as you get towards the end you might not have the strength to do exercise you might and but I did it every week right mm -hmm. through you know I actually worked every day too that's the other thing I was working because this is what what was keeping my mind off of my, my mm -hmm. wife's passing away and all the other thing I was working every day and I was having my treatment every day and watching my keeping, you know, really keeping to my uh, same exact uh, health regime, the eating and, and the exercise uh, even throughout the whole period. Cause that's, that's a, a fascinating thing. Uh, you know, and Adam and I have talked about it many times, but it's uh, the idea that, you know, you still kept a very low to no carb diet. And regardless of that, you gained 35 pounds. Right. It anyway, was a, it was know? the identical. So like the, the workout stayed the same. 
you're walking with cookies, stayed the same, you're right. at your relative activity level, you ate the same. Right. 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 <laughs> Welcome to New York, by the way. Here we go. Right. The sirens. <laughs> right. Um, so all those things were the same. Right. Um, and still you gained thirty-five pounds. You were on the same program you had. And um and so it really it really begs the question how relevant are hormones like testosterone? Uh what's the the link or the relationship with our muscle growth and our fat loss? And um well, the exact mechanisms are still being found out, but the bottom line is, as we discussed in one of our other episodes when we did The Secret Life of Fat, uh, there are a lot of variables to weight gain. And here's a perfect example of how you change your hormone situation and you have weight gain. So before you start judging people that are fat and start thinking that they're not disciplined, they don't know how to eat and they're lazy and they don't, they're not active enough and you want to blame the sedentary lifestyle, well... Think twice before you talk because there are so many other variables, including hormonal changes, and they're real. And here's a perfect example of somebody, the only thing that changed was his hormone levels of testosterone and he gained weight. The doctor knew it was going to happen. He was almost able to predict the amount of weight that you're going to gain. All right, so this happens. It's regular. So, you know, when you, it, it's tricky. I mean, that whole book, The Secret Life of Fat, I mean, like, you know, the mechanisms and why we gain weight and how to lose weight, it's tricky. It's very tricky. It's not black and white. And we have a lot to learn. And, uh, you know, so we just got to keep plugging and figuring it out. But, um, but this, there's, there's a silver lining to this story, obviously. Yeah. The, uh, well, over, you went through all these treatments and it was about four and a half, five years, right? And then eventually, uh, you were, they declared you cancer free. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, after I went through, uh, you know, what I described to you, uh, had a choice, you know, to continue if I wanted to on a low level basis, uh, some of this or, or just go off completely. I said, well, look, let's, I prefer to go off completely because I'd really, uh, you know, like to get back to normal. And they, so the doctor said, okay, what we'll do initially is I'll just, uh, you know, check in, you know, we'll go off all the medication that you were on and uh, we'll check in every three months. You know, if, if it, cancer comes back and we'll, you know, at least, you know, we'll catch it quickly and then we can put you back on, on whatever cancer treatment is, would be, you know, re required, but you know, the first year I went every three months, it hadn't come back. Uh, then the next year he said, well, let's, why don't you come back every, you know, every, every four months. And I did that and then it hadn't come back. And, and then they just most recently, they said, well, let's, uh, let's you come back every, every six months. And the last time I was there was just last month in, in May. And the guy uh, gave me a big hug, the doctor. He's not necessarily a very emotional guy normally. He said, you know, it's uh, people like you that make uh, my job worthwhile because, um, you know, I don't have that many successes or, or at least uh, not as many as I would like. And you're one of these successes where you've cancer free and, and your testosterone is normal. I was uh, last week when they, you know, I was 197 pounds, so actually below the 199 uh, that I had gotten to the previous right. time. Uh, my this doctor said that um, 
he saw me being uh, a sort of ideal way to given my way, my age and, and build would be sort of in the 190 to 199 range if I can hang in there, which is really where I am right now. Kind of Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that, that's, the, that's the interesting point that you just sort of jumped right to is that uh, there was another term after you became cancer free, the testosterone started to come back into your body just naturally. And your your hair came back onto your arms and, right. and all the all the the uh, the effects of testosterone as it comes back muscle growth even came back at a at a higher degree and then uh, and that's what's interesting is he went from losing the sixty six getting cancer gaining thirty five whatever and then right after the cancer the tes- testosterone came back. And you just kept your entire routine the entire way. Right. And then you lost the weight again. So right. we went down another 40. 30, 40 pounds. And so it's really, it really is a remarkable roller coaster ride, which <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Adam just. The one consistency with this roller coaster ride was your perseverance and, and your dedication. And you honored your wife's, you know, your word to your wife. And well, I think it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful I, story. I had a lot of help from friends and informed fitness was a vital part <laughs> of, of what I did. I mean, there's no question about that, that uh, I made a point, you know, no matter how I was feeling to, to, get, to get here, because I really felt that strength training and, and what I did here was a, was a really crucial part of, of, of the whole program in addition to the walking with cookie and the low the, carb diet the low feeds, carb. sugar feeds cancer so you you stayed on that you didn't yeah. give up it's, yeah it's, and so it was really uh it, it was a combination of of, of of all those factors so many times the attitude of the patient means so much mm-hmm. she just it just seems and it's anecdotal of course but it just seems that People do so much better when they have the right attitude going into all this stuff mm-hmm. and and uh, never give up. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. And, yeah, and, and it's, it's also just another extra point. It's like you really, it's almost like you're never too old to make some progress in your life to make it better. I mean, we have, we have clients even in their 80s and even 90s mm-hmm. and uh, dramatic changes in their body. And uh, I mean, mostly for getting for strength training, but I mean, you were very compliant with your nutrition and, uh, and your routine. And, uh, but I think a lot of people, once again, they're, they immediately think it's hopeless to even try to lose fat over after you're 70 exactly. years old or strength. Know? And the, the aches and pains are, are inevitable and accepted and doesn't have to be that way. And that's a great point, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Michael, we so appreciate that you could be our guest and we are so grateful and honored to have you as our client and our friend, um, I mean, this is, it, it gives me the chills even thinking about the story and even, mm-hmm. uh, and even the intro with your, your wife. And I'm so, I mean, you're obviously very fortunate to have her as a, as a motivating force and a spirit in your life. And, uh, and we're so lucky to have you here. So, so we'd like to you to come back on the show in about 10 years. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Exactly. That's be great. Every decade we need another interview. Yeah. yeah that'll, <laughs> a little check in. That'll keep me young. And by that time you'll be about 10 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> my, my other song is, you know, keep me young at heart, which is, uh, go for it. Go fairy tales. Can't come true. It could happen to you if you're young at heart. It's hard you will find to be narrow of mind if you're young at heart. You can go to extremes with impossible schemes. You can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams. And life gets more exciting with each passing day. 
Love is either in your heart or on the way. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth to be young at heart? As rich as you are, it's much better by far to be young at heart. And if you should survive to 105, so I'll be here till 105. <laughs> Think of all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part. You'll have a head start if you are among the very young at heart. Boy, that was a great episode. And hopefully you have been inspired by Michael Durchin's story. We look forward to having him back with us in 10 years, just as he promised us. Hey, remember early on in the episode, Mike told us that he was a backup singer for Bon Jovi back in the day. Well, in the show notes, there's a link to the Bon Jovi song, One Wild Night, where you can hear Mike singing in the background and that primal scream he mentioned right at around the two and a half minute mark. Very cool. Also in the show notes, as always, is a link to informfitness.com. Click on over there and you'll find a free workout waiting for you. Click the Try Us Free button right there on the homepage. Fill out the form, pick your location, and enjoy a free slow-motion, high-intensity, full-body workout in just 20 minutes. And if you don't live near an Inform Fitness location, you can always order Adam's book, Power of 10, the once-a-week slow-motion fitness revolution. It's just a click away and available at Amazon. For less than 15 bucks, you'll find exercises that you can perform in your own home, along with some great nutritional tips to help you build the muscle and burn the fat. Speaking of fat, Adam mentioned the book, The Secret Life of Fat, earlier in the episode. You might remember our interview with author Dr. Sylvia Terra back in episode number 22. Well, how would you like to download her audiobook for free? Simply click the link in the show notes to audibletrial.com forward slash inbound and sign up for a free 30-day membership trial to Audible. Then download the book for free or any book that you can find in Audible. If you like podcasts, you're going to love audiobooks. Give it a shot and try it risk-free for 30 days. That's audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And make sure you join us next time for the Inform Fitness Podcast. For Adam Zickerman and Mike Rogers, I'm Tim Edwards with the Inbound Podcasting Network.